TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And welcome back to A Changing Attitude, where we go back to the Attitude Era of WWF Raw and the pay-per-views and give a 2021 look at them. Um, But I cannot do this journey alone. I've got two of my uh, Twitter besties along the ride with me. Firstly, Ori. Ori, how are you? You know, it's early. This is a lot earlier than we normally record, but uh, I think we're all... Yeah, we're we're all uh, hyped up on caffeine. Well, most of us, and uh, we're gonna get this done. We've got it. We're we're gonna take an hour show and make it in thirty minutes. Let's go. Let's do it. Wow! <laughs> I'll have to actually slow down the the volume and and the the pitch of the show to stretch it out. Uh, but Tanner, you, how are? Uh, I well is doing. <laughs> Uh, nice. Like the worst Yoda impress- impersonation foot, ever. Yeah. Foot, football uh, happening. <laughs> uh, wrestling. Good. Hmm. Is it though? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Uh, no, I mean uh, these uh, <laughs> these adverts. <laughs> these adverts for SummerSlam just just really get me in the mood for 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 some wrestling. Yeah. Oh, I'm so there. <laughs> Oh, so talking about that, then let's get into this week's episode. So we are covering uh, Monday Night Raw from July the 22nd, 1996. Uh, Aura, what episode number is that on the Peacock app? That is going to be Season 4, Episode 29 from Seattle, Washington in the Key Arena. Yes, and there were in attendance 6,755. Uh, and as we uh, we went through last last month, we'll be here for a while. I think we uh, they film a total of four episodes uh, in this arena. Uh, and before we actually get into the show, what did you guys think of, of the, the look of the arena compared to the, the one that we got in the first few episodes? Um, yeah, it, it looks different. <laughs> <laughs> the more I mean, the show goes on, I think everybody's going to figure out. Me and Mags totally had our coffee, and poor Tanner's just like, um, asleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, for me personally, I thought this it felt brighter. Uh, it wasn't as dingy. It, was like, uh, it seemed that like there was a lot more people there. Uh, they did the the kind of high and wide shots, which showed uh, a fairly packed um, um, audience. There were little hints of. of sections being talked off but i felt mm. that this had especially for the first episode being filmed at this uh, arena it had a, a an excitement that we we maybe didn't get in the in the run-up to international incident mm. i could definitely agree with that and especially you know it had hints of the more modern Raws, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, where we're getting shots of Seattle, we're getting shots outside of the arena, uh, shots of people coming into the arena, and, you know, King commenting, hey, they're all coming in to see the King, and da-da-da-da-da. And mm-hmm. so it, it's, 
it felt like the beginning of a turn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A, a, a change. A change in perspective, a change mm. in attitude, a change in how they film. Like there were certain things that were still filmed um, similarly to like the camera angles still aren't great all the time. The switching from one camera to another and moving, you know, following along with the action like that's still there. But the the viewpoint and how they're looking at the arena, the crowd, different mm. things like that, especially in that opening, were very different. And I felt like the title card and the the opening uh, title card sequence and and whatnot was a little bit different. Like mm. the music was the same, but they were changing the graphics, they were changing different things like that. Well, yeah, I, I can I can see what you mean, and uh, they popped a little bit more than the mm-hmm. the ones that we've watched originally. Mm-hmm. Um, just for, furthermore to that point, as uh, to piggyback off of uh, what Ori had said, uh, if I'm not mistaken, every other episode that we've covered up until now was all filmed in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Am, am I right? Yeah. So just imagine being <laughs> a a wrestling fan in Green Bay, Wisconsin, attending this long session of where they're filming everything for a, for a whole month, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a whole month's worth of content. I mean, how many times can you stand up and get excited about Shawn Michaels? Right. I mean, that's, <laughs> it can get hard to do. So yeah. the, the, well, uh, the Ask Vince, Vince was excited he, every he was, time he was, man, he was on what a maneuver. What a maneuver. Which felt like the entire theme of the show for me. Because I felt like every five minutes I heard, what a maneuver. What a maneuver. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But he's, uh, yeah, I mean, the crowd seems reinvigorated. They seem ready to to watch some wrestling. Yeah, this is is a nice change. It'll be interesting to, uh, in about three or four weeks, to compare and contrast that, see whether the crowd dip in in that, that final hour or so of recording. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I assume around this time they didn't just record the roars; they recorded all the stuff for like the uh, the um, uh, challenges and superstars and the international show. So you were recording maybe a six-hour block of wrestling. And um, mm-hmm. how much do we complain about a WrestleMania nowadays when it's um, seven hours long you, right. and fans get tired and and cranky? And oh. I assume that. Uh, we will see this fan, um, the the fan excitement decrease as we go right. along. Well, and how many how many dark matches can you watch? <laughs> you know, like how many how many unexciting like dark matches yeah. are you like? Oh, I guess there's that's hillbilly, you know, Jim. <laughs> Again, yeah, I, I think it would have definitely, you know, and of course hindsight's twenty twenty, but and I know that you know with the camera equipment and the lights and everything, it's a lot to tear down and set up. And move from one city to another, even nowadays with the money that they've got. I, I think it would have done them a better service to maybe have a shorter show and maybe do it every other week. You know, have so they're in Key Arena in Seattle this week, record it for this week and next week, then move on to the next city, do two Raws worth, and then, you know, move on to SummerSlam or wherever else. It, you know, but again, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, just to keep that energy up, you know? Yeah, and, and 
of all the things that WCW brought to the table, that was one that uh, that has really kind of stood the test of time. They brought live uh, wrestling to the show, which meant that WWE had to do that, and it it, it changed that whole kind of like pre-recorded philosophy where they, they they would film in massive blocks. Now, so much they don't. They 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 are a week to week show. Uh, mm-hmm. So we we do have Eric Bischoff to thank for that. Uh, but let's let's get into the show now, uh, and it's a. Uh, it's uh, Shawn Michaels' birthday, uh, and mm. we also found out that it was Bob Dole's birthday, uh, fabulous Moolah's birthday as well. Uh, all the all the big stars have their birthday on the twenty second of July, allegedly, um, and we are opening with um, the the tag team titles on the line, the Smoking Guns, uh, with Sonny taking on Ahmed Johnson and Shawn Michaels, who brings out uh, his uh, his coach Jose Lothario. And Sonny has brought a huge cake for, for Shawn Michaels. Um, mm. um, I wonder why. Um, but anyway. Because <laughs> uh, match... it's his birthday and she's being nice. And he definitely mm. would want a piece of that mm. cake. Mm. Um, but anyway, mm. we don't actually get the match. Uh, um, Shawn Michaels super kicks uh, Billy Gunn's face off and then um, we get Sonny... Attempting to to uh, uh, attack Sean with the cake, but she gets uh, she gets um, caught by Sean, and then she gets face planted by Ahmed. Uh, Sean sexually assaults a kiss out of her, um, and yes, yeah, so the match gets uh, gets twice essentially... actually. Uh, allegedly, twice. he gets allegedly. her twice. Yeah. Allegedly, so the match gets thrown out, <laughs> and we get uh, Gorilla Monsoon saying this match will happen. Uh, just later in the show, so we get the old uh, bait and switch. Yeah, what what kind of what kind of sporting authority figure is Gorilla Monsoon? That man clearly got knocked out, <laughs> and no 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 sporting governing body would allow a man to to compete later on in the night after that. This is this is terrible form by Gorilla. It certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> he had it coming. He had it coming. No, never mind. <laughs> So we actually then get the the official opening match, uh, Mark Miro versus the Goon. Oh dear God, have mercy! Yes, the Goon, uh, Wild Bill Irwin from uh, from uh, WCW days, uh, really leaning heavily heavily into those kind of uh, job gimmick characters. And wow, this was awful. This was horrible. How? I mean, I'm. Props to him for for really going full in on the gimmick. He was there with his uh, uh, it looked a bit like the devil's jersey. Um, he had boots that were very very oh slim, kind of like those roller boots. skates. Holy crap, those boots with like two inch platforms to mimic the skate part. Like that for me, that was the worst part of the entire costume. Like I can see past. The jersey. I can see past the pants with the hip padding, but dear God, those wrestling boots. Like, they just look like they. it made it so much harder for that man to move. Like, if I could throw out anything from that match, it would be those goddamn shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, God. they, they, they had to go in all, all in the gimmick, and, and props to, to Bill Owen to be able to even put on anything as, uh, resembling a wrestling match with those because the first time you see him attempt to run uh, from corner to corner, it looks like he's going to break his ankles at some mm-hmm. point. 
so the fact that he survived and, and didn't, uh, that's just, thank the Lord. Uh, but this match, whew, I think for me, the interest, the only interesting part of it was when we got the, the, the phone in from Jake Roberts. Uh, and yet again, King with uh, with his uh, horrific takes on 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 Jake's uh, demons. Uh, how Vince? Well, we know how Vince, because Vince is a douchebag. But um, this was this seemed awful. It seemed like they they had Jake, who was clearly struggling, missed the the last show uh, because of his demons, and then having him ring in to be fully mocked on him. I thought was so so distasteful. Mm. And it wasn't uh, just King; it was Stone Cold as well because he was on commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was just just uncalled for. Um, I mean, yes, it's a different time, but th- we're still talking mm-hmm. about 1996. People's uh, problems uh, uh, with, with their with their personal demons were still recognised back then. Surely, a little bit of decorum and a little bit of support uh, would have gone a long way, but. Wrestling got to be wrestling, and they mm-hmm. they they took this this real personal problem for for Jake Robinson and attempted to make uh, light and make a storyline of it on 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 uh, Raw. I just didn't care for that one little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> regarding uh, another aspect of this particular segment, I, I found it quite interesting that there's this um, this really interesting dichotomy. Uh, going on here uh, th- throughout the segment because you have you you have the goon right uh, who is this this hockey player this aspiring hockey player who's decided to get into wrestling I'm not I'm not quite sure how he made those two connect um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> obviously you have these, these kind of gimmicks right like oh it's the goon and then we had we've had plumbers we've had uh, we, we I mean Repo Man probably men. Yeah, Trashman, Repo Man's probably somewhere. Uh, we've got two Cowboys as tag team champions. Um, we're in the midst of all these like uh, gimmicks that are still mm, locked in the 1980s, right? Um, but then, on the other hand, you've got a guy like Stone Cold Steve Austin on commentary, and he's radically different from pretty much everything else that's going on around him. I found that to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's very much baby steps into the the reality slash attitude era. I think. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you you can definitely see, you know, that like there's that constant criticism of like, oh yeah, like Vince was, you know, like WWF was not catching up with the times uh, in in the 1996 leading up into like Attitude Era. Um, you know, they were kind of falling behind on on money at some points. Um, and, and I mean, <laughs> this is, a, this is an age, uh, of, of WWF post grunge, but this is post Nirvana. Nirvana's nevermind had already come out. Smells like teen spirits already a song. You've got <laughs> Pearl jam. Uh, you've got Soundgarden on the airwaves. You've got Alice in chains on the airwaves, but this still feels like, uh, you know, I don't know, pre pre 1990 in a lot of ways. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the most yeah. modern thing was Brian Pillman's Green Day shirt. There yeah. you go. Nice, Honestly. Nice, nice touch, yeah. But this this was the other thing that I found interesting uh, during the match, um, and it's actually something my husband pointed out. So this is all going on in 1996. Um, Jake calls in from Atlanta, 
King makes a reference, is there an Olympic event for drinking? Which means the Olympics were going on in Atlanta at that time. So that would have been the same time period in which a future WWE superstar and future Hall of Famer, Kurt Angle, would have been winning his gold medal. Wow, yeah, very, very so true. all of that would have been, and a matter of fact, when they were bringing the Olympic torch through uh, Baton Rouge, my mom, she was working for a, a hotel, and this is just random, not wrestling related at all, but um, they brought the torch through Baton Rouge, and her hotel won the bid to host the Olympic committee and group and the torch, and so after they did the whole ceremony uh, downtown Baton Rouge, we went back to the hotel to check in on everything, and I got to see the torch in the Olympic flame at about 12, 13 years old. So That's cool. Yeah. So, and then I think the other thing that really stuck out about this match, just to get back on topic, was um, Marrow goes to bounce off of the ropes and take Goon down with a head scissors. And I can't oh, tell God, who botched that where, but that oh it my was gosh, horrific. it was horrible. And the crowd picked up on it immediately. They were like, "Oh God, that was bad." Yeah. And so. I mean, luckily for the guys, the 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 crowd actually get distracted straight after that by Bob Backlund, who was coming out doing his uh his whole kind of a uh, Bob Dole um, running for president gig. Um, yeah. But we uh, to to really put a, a bow on this match, uh, it ends up going to the outside. Uh, we see him uh, goon running on the the arsing and slipping because you're wearing stupid shoes. Of course, you're going to slip. Uh, and uh, basically a, a quick finish, a uh, slingshot leg drop, and then uh, a match over with 17, uh, 7 minutes, 15 seconds. Uh, what do you think of the opener, uh, opening match as general? Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd goes yeah. mild. <laughs> it was, uh, it it was there. I, yeah, I lived through it. It's uh, one of the shortest matches we've had for an opening match mm-hmm. so far in in the Raws that we've covered. I mean, most of them are 12 minutes or more, yeah. give or mm-hmm. take. Mm-hmm. And and it, it suppose it adds to uh, this kind of mini push that we're getting with Mark Miro. He picks up a victory. Uh, we then go uh, to some v, uh, VT where Clarence Mason is, uh, is uh, pestering Gorilla Monsoon to uh, sign his new... Uh, his, his new um, star who uh, has just come out of prison and he wants oh. to compete in the WWF again, but we only get uh, a flash of, of the guy's, uh, the back of the guy's head. Uh, I think it's meant to kind of uh, uh, keep the suspense up, but we know it's going to be Crush. We're all, we're all aware it's Crush. I no, we're, we're not all aware. Thank you very much. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> the, the show is 25 years old. <laughs> and I didn't watch it when it happened. That's my whole gimmick, Mags. Well, God. it's Crush. It's clearly Crush. Um, then after I that... I don't remember who that is, so I'll still be surprised. There we go. So uh, so then after that, we get Mankind um, taking on Freddie Joe Floyd. Uh who, if uh, if you don't know, that's actually a wrestler called Tracy Smothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. Yeah, um, 
He doesn't last very long. This is a, essentially a, a squash match. Uh, just went short of four minutes. Uh, but but I think that um, that Tracy Mubbard's got quite a bit of offense in, in that four minutes. Uh, did, he, almost uh, be, he almost beat Mankind. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. With, with the Enziguri and the flying elbow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but we get the uh, the mankind finish with the with the uh, mandible claw. Not really much to to say about this match. To be fair, it just uh, keeps that mankind uh, um, harp trainer running. I suppose. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, mm-hmm. it was an alright match. I kind of feel like that about almost all the matches on this card. It's like it was alright. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and I had I had the same kind of feeling. Um, even though we got squash matches, I don't actually mind squash matches. I think they they do exactly what you need to do. It keeps the the star uh, winning, keeps the star relevant, uh, and and the matches don't have to go on too long. Um, and then straight after the Mankind and Freddie Joe Floyd match, we get another another squash match. Uh, Gold Dust taking mm. on Barry Horowitz. Um, mm. And this is where we get Brian Pillman on commentary. And again, uh, the commentary is probably the, the best thing about uh, about the match. Uh, oh, definitely. From, he, uh, he threatens to say the seven words that you cannot say on TV. Mm. I mean, uh, he's, he's also talking about the three ways, I think. He's, I think he's talking about the... Yep. Some very... Hmm. 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 Hey. Talking about some stuff. He um, is. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's leaning into this loose, loose gim- uh, cannon gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even, even at one point, he they start talking about international incident, and Pillman literally tells Vince, "Will it put money in your pocket?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, <clears throat> "Like here we go again. He's gonna put Vince out on blast before he's ready." And I, honestly, Pillman was the best part of this match. Mm-hmm. Really and truly, yeah. I, the, I I don't think it would fl- most of it would fly today, mm. but I I just cracked up. I could not stop laughing at Pillman throughout this match. He was great. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Gold Goldust obviously picks up the win with the curtain call just just a little bit over uh, two nineteen, and uh, maybe this is just the mood that I'm in, and and maybe it's just because we we've watched some. Uh, uh, some some of Russia play in Euro 2020, but I feel like they really missed the boat on maybe giving Goldust some like Soviet tendencies. Maybe make it called the Iron Curtain. Have him come out in red instead of gold. Red dust. I don't know. I, I thought that would be interesting. Wow, wow! <laughs> Leaning into your hate of the USSR. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you on that island by yourself, buddy. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so, just wow. you buddy it's uh, all you so after that we get um, you, can, you can edit that get, if you want to I don't care <laughs> I'm leaving it in I'm leaving it I'm going to actually extend the pause and insert some tumbleweed music <laughs> you should, you should in, in, insert like repeat it and then like slow it down yeah. and put some yeah, reverb yeah. on it <laughs> yeah so after after that, we get some uh, backstage um, um, conversation with Sonny and the Smoking Guns, who uh, are fuming that they have to have this uh, this matchup, uh, but they are insistent they are going to uh, keep the titles. 
and then we get Jim Cornette who uh, who lets us know that Vader has been confirmed as the number one contender for Sean's title at SummerSlam, and that he's going to steal Sean Sean's lunch money. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How old of a demographic were they going for with this show where he's going to steal Shawn Michaels' lunch money? I, I mean, I, I would have been a, a kid at this age. Uh, I can definitely relate in that if you threatened to steal somebody's lunch money, uh, y- you would likely be the one getting beaten up for even saying such a thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to steal your lunch money. <laughs> oh, Lord. So that then leads us into our main event, uh, uh, basically the restarted match that we were going to get in the opener, uh, the Smoking Guns taking on Michaels and Armin Johnson. Um, I actually thought this was a really, really good match. Uh, mm. the, I mean, as much as uh, the, the, the Smoking Guns doesn't work for me as a team, uh, I think that Billy is a, a really good wrestler and, and he's, he's clearly shown that him and Shawn Michaels have uh, a lot of chemistry that they can they can put together uh, a, a decent match. Uh, and Ahmed Johnson is always good for that quick burst after a hot tag of going round, kicking ass. Uh, and for me, it just worked. Uh, the finish comes uh, when we... Uh, when we get a, a, the the DQ, when uh, <laughs> Farouk, <laughs> former WCW champion, Ron Simmons, as Farouk Assad coming out with a tinfoil gladiator helmet on, mm. carrying a lot of timber. The guy has uh, has uh, bulked out for for the WWF, a horrific kind of uh, onesie style singlet. Uh, he attacks Ahmed Johnson, um, and we've now got a, a feud going for the Intercontinental title with uh, Farouk Assad taking on Ahmed Johnson. Uh, what did you guys think of the match, and uh, what do you think of Farouk? I'll go with you first, Tanner. Man, that that outfit. <laughs> I mean, geez. Um, I mean, this goes back to kind of what I was saying about the goon, right? It's like you, you guys have got to like up your 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 like uh, creative game your costume design game i don't know what you did here like this is this is so strange to me i all like i have the utmost respect for ron simmons and and mm-hmm. farouk as a character like that is uh that that is an awesome uh gimmick i, I like where they're going with it but i feel like they they just way undersold on like not undersold but like uh, underproduced on the uh on the costume um the the, the match was was pretty uh it's pretty good it's it it pretty good if, if you were gonna go and watch this match live it would probably be really really exciting mm-hmm. uh sean michaels obviously i mean look uh i i get that i'm like the sean michaels mark here it is what it is uh but as one texas gentleman to another uh, fantastic job, Sean. You you really you you've really been carrying this brand on your back, and uh, hats off to you, sir. Um, <laughs> the smoking guns were there. Uh, they pretended that they were at least kind of from Texas. I don't know if uh, Bart guns from Texas or not. Billy is. Um, 
they, they they did the they did the tag team stuff and it was fine. Ahmed Johnson uh, n- nearly uh, n- nearly killed either Billy or or Bart at one point. There was a really nasty slam that uh, a power slam that did not get very well executed. But that's uh that's all right. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was Billy, and he just lets him go. Essentially, just, just releases him and. Just let die. Him fly. Yeah, he yeah. just let him. He just let him fly, and I was like, "Oh, he dies. Nice, he huh? dies." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Nice, Ahmed. You, you, you did that." Um, yeah, no, but Ahmed Johnson, the the angle after the match. That's that's where Ahmed Johnson really got me. Was him and Farouk. I have this feeling are going to have some really really good matches together. Thank you for not spoiling that. Although Mag's face right now is is spoiling so much. No, no. it's it's a I, I actually like Farouk. I actually really liked Armor Johnson at this time. Um and that that match is gonna slap. It's two big beefy men slapping beef. That Yeah. Uh, nope, not not gonna say it. Not gonna say it. Not gonna say it. Not gonna say it. <laughs> Anyway, the, yeah, the match in and of itself was, was fine. It, it, there was excitement, and I'll agree with you, Tanner, believe it or not. Shawn Michaels is carrying this company on his back, and he's carrying these matches. Even mm. when he's made out to be, you know, the isolated man and, and you know, carrying the beat down and letting Ahmed Johnson get that hot tag to come in and just decimate everybody. I mean... He plays it so well, mm. you know, he, he's really carrying things. And I mean, I forgot where I was going with that. The coffee just, the coffee kicked in and now it's gone. Um, no, I mean, Shawn Michaels is, is wonderful. Absolutely. And, and after the match, I thought it was funny how King kept trying to say, it's Ron Simmons, it's Ron Simmons. And Vince is all, we don't know who it is. Yeah. Shut up, you know, King. Like, Shut up, King, you <laughs> bastard. You know, and so, but of course, you know, one look at him, we all know it's Farouk, Ron Simmons, Damn. you know, whatever. And so I, I'm, I'm excited to see. I haven't seen a lot of Ron Simmons outside of, you know, the, what what was it called? The APA. Yeah, APA, thank you. The, see, I told you the coffee is already gone. Mm-hmm. It was there and now it's gone. Um, so I'm excited to see, I I haven't seen a lot of Ron Simmons just by himself, you know, as a singles competitor. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, Sonny, obviously they, they made it out that she set him up. She, you know, instrumented all that. That's exactly what I wanted, you know, and him telling her it's your kingdom now and blah, 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 blah. And, Whatever and, that means, and that that last little bit, I had to rewind uh, and replay so many times because he, he was so hard to understand what he was saying. I got the first bit when he's saying "from this day forth," but the, when he say, points to Sonny and says, "This kingdom is yours," I was like, "What did he say?" Rewind. No, still couldn't That's get it. That's why I watch with s- captions on. I put mm. this. I actually put subtitles on, and that's how I got it. Uh, but. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. 
Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'm just happy we're introducing a new character uh, and a new wrestler to the show because um, whilst we've been doing this show, now we're on to um, episode eight, but seven uh, actual wrestling shows we've covered. We've not actually seen that that much different wrestling. It's all been Mark Miro, Goldust, Mankind, uh, Sean, and, and Undertaker really kind of uh, uh, leading the charge and then a, a little bit of, of Stone Cold. Uh, so it'll be cool to see more people being brought in and, and hopefully some some uh, new and uh, exciting wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because every time we get somebody new or that we haven't seen, it's a jobber, mm-hmm. really and truly. So to see someone with a making making a dynamic entrance and impact as it were you know it, it's it's kind of fun we we haven't seen a whole lot of that yet and you know that's that's one of my fond memories of of watching WWF WWE is that you know you get a wrestler that you're somewhat familiar with and they do Either they do these giant builds like they did for Jericho when they came in with the countdown timer, or you get an all of a sudden run in like, oh my gosh, he's here, he's here, he's here, you know, or what have you. And we haven't, this is the first time we're seeing that in this era that we're covering. And so it makes me excited to catch some more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, I'll I'll go to you first, Tanner. Uh, um, what did you think of this show overall, uh, as compared to the shows that we've watched in this in this run so far? Uh, and what uh, for you stands up, and what for you falls flat? Uh, yeah. Um, for as much uh, as we kind of um, not give gave criticism to the to the amount of squash squash matches squash matches uh that we had earlier uh in this show uh yeah i actually thought this was one of the better ones once you get like to the the main event the the big main event segment um yeah i thought it was i thought it was really good um obviously the uh, uh things that fall flat for me um yeah i i don't know but the the gold dust matches was okay uh the uh, the, the the king stuff was was kind of weird um yeah i don't know i'm just i guess i'm just tired of hearing king just non-stop you know railroad uh jake the snake roberts mm-hmm. uh but i get that that's that's kind of his his thing he's he's the king and he's supposed to be uh making fun of people and you know um thinking that he's above everybody and yeah that's um the, but there there is a, a definitive line considering what we know now 
from from history. Um, Farouk, uh, like like Ori pointed out, uh, debuting is fantastic because yes, uh, um, you know we have been seeing the same characters over and over and over and over and over again. It's time to inject some some fresh blood into this this raw here, you know. So absolutely, I, I, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. And and Aura yourself, um, what what do you think of the show compared to the ones that we've we've watched in in this uh this early days of a, a changing attitude? Uh, and then your your highlights and lowlights of the show. I definitely liked this one better. Um, there were points definitely that I felt like I had trouble engaging or staying engaged. Like I found myself checking my phone, like I do, and some of that may just be where we are in the world right now, you know, none of us have really, you know, with the advent of screen, all the screens and so much information, you know, I mean, we were watching uh, Sweet Tooth on Netflix last night and I caught myself playing a game while quote unquote watching the show. And so, you know, I'll admit that some of that, it may be my own ADHD, maybe just the times that we're in where we switch things every five minutes just because we get bored easily. But, I mean, overall, it, it was definitely a better show. I liked the look of the show, the way they um, started the show better. They seem to be getting a little bit better with camera angles and stuff like that. Um, I also agree with Tanner again, believe it or not, uh, with the King stuff, you know, it's, it's, it would not, I, I, I think there is a definite reason as to why Jr. is still working in this day and age and King isn't because he made that gimmick so much of his shtick that how do you. You know, and and because of the advent of the internet, and because we've pulled back the curtain so far, and because wrestlers have allowed us to a degree into their personal lives to see who they are as people, you know, how do you keep that line and still remain edgy? And I, I don't know that King really knows how to do it that well without crossing that line, you know, and making things sexual or degrading or, you know, putting other people down. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, not to say that King's a good or bad person. It's just his character doesn't work anymore, you know, with, with, with our day and age. I mean, even back then in 96, you know, WWF is promoting AOL practically left and right. Oh, if you want to join the army, go to AOL and click here and click here and we'll show you how you can be all you can be. You know, th there was that beginning of the pulling back of the curtain that that kayfabe line wasn't so wasn't as clear anymore. And so trying to to it, it, keep that line or whatever you know it, it became more and more difficult and so the whole obviously brian pillman wouldn't go over nowadays you know the stuff that he was saying while i found it entertaining and funny i mean he kind of he towed the line without completely crossing it but i mean there was there was at least 
an inch or two of his foot over that line, you know, but that was also his character. Now, whether or not that would work today, I don't know. That's, that's kind of a hard sell for me, uh, especially with some of the things that he said while entertaining and slightly funny. I just don't know that it would work. Um, King definitely, you know, going in on, I'm really so incredibly torn with that because Mm -hmm. When we got, um, you know, when we consistently get these things that are brought in from a wrestler's personal life, I feel like, you know, especially when they have struggles like this. For example, Jeff Hardy and his alcohol and drug issues. You know, if they want to share that with us as an audience, you know, that's fine. But to create a whole storyline out of it for example the whole thing with matt and lita and edge i I, that i'll be honest with you that was the first time that i stopped watching wrestling because it felt too personal and it felt like it crossed the line and i I just i have a really hard time with that because when you have a person that's already struggling and then you continuously go in and go in and go in and go in and go in doesn't matter how strong that person is in their recovery. At some point, they're going to break. And, you know, at this point, I want to see Jake the Snake whip the ever-living shit out of King. On principle alone. Like, it oh, it irks me really, really bad. It really does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you make a, a lot of good points. And I can't say it any clearer than, than you have. Uh, that, for me, is the, is the, the one... A uh, huge letdown of, of Raw, uh, not just this Raw, but the Raw from this era in in general. How they they uh, take somebody's real life personal struggles uh, and and um, use them to 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 create uh, storylines. I just it, it just does not sit well with me at all. So that's the the major thing for me that would fall down from this show. Uh, highlights though for me is the the crowd. I think that uh, you mm-hmm. can tell that this is a a crowd watching the first hour or so of a wrestling show. Uh, they're excited. I think it, it, it felt that it was lit better than the shows that we've watched. Uh, they seem to have like a very dingy, almost smoky look, where this one uh, felt just like a bigger, more exciting show. And the main event, I thought, uh, despite the, the DQ uh, screw job finish, I thought that the, the wrestling was, was really good. And the, the introduction of a new character uh, always sits well with me, even if it is uh, a wannabe cosplaying um, gladiator. Uh, but, all in all, I think that this is probably the best Raw we've watched so far. Uh, at least the most entertaining, even with the with the the jobber matches. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay, that you both did not sound convinced at all. Then I mean, uh, that's the thing. It's <laughs> it's better, but it's not it's not great. Like I, I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up its ass and be yeah. like. Hey, you really should go. This is worth you know your Peacock subscri- subscription to go in and watch. No, I'm not. You know there was no. nothing so huge to write home about. But for what it was to build to SummerSlam, to inject the new character, to inject some new storylines, to continue other storylines, it's what we would call in regular sitcom. It's a filler episode. It's an episode to get us from point A 
to point B. And granted, a lot of Raws are like that, to be perfectly honest with you. there It's a lot of filler just to get us to the next pay-per-view. It, it's not the, the most exciting thing legitimately was Farouk coming in and breaking that up and, and DQ, but it wasn't such a huge thing where it was like, Oh, you've got to see this episode. You know, I'm not going to no, no. Uh, well, and, I, I and, think there's go ahead, Megs. I was just going to say, and the whole point of this is not to, uh, is, is not to say that this rest, this raw and this wrestling was all sunshine and roses. Cause it wasn't at all. This is this for me, uh, and this particular starting point was was to show the 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 way that WWE transitioned into the the actual era, which gets so many plaudits and and has such a um, um, a rose coloured glasses style fan base uh, that we had to go through this <laughs> trap. Shit, yeah, to to get to where we are, and we can see the the little baby steps that we're getting towards uh, towards um, uh, the attitude era with with Brian Pillman and Austin really kind of growing into his character. I mean, we've seen that guy grow in four weeks from someone who wasn't comfortable to now getting to the point where he's he's giving his boss shit. Um, he's he's quickly becoming the Stone Cold Steve Austin character. And I think we're, we're seeing that transition. And I think we, it will help us appreciate more when we get to uh, the, the 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 deep, dark waters of Attitude Era, uh, just how where we've come from and how we've got to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just to, to add on to, to those two points, because I agree with everything that the both of y'all have just said, um, but in addition to, I think that there is something that Raw has done pretty well uh, in the episodes that we've watched up to now. And I'm hoping to see this continue as we go. I mean, obviously, we are still very early days as far as a change in attitude is concerned. But they're really rewarding the viewer who sticks around to the end of the show. Like the biggest mm-hmm. things always happen at the very end. They always save the absolute best for last, whether it's a surprise, like what we got here, a great match, uh, the return of Psycho Sid, whatever it may be. You are getting rewarded for sticking around to the end, which is not bad. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, uh, I, I can agree with that. I can agree with yeah. that. So yeah, that that's a, a a real good point, and it kind of segues into uh, next week's episode. So we are staying in Seattle for next week. Uh, we have uh, a headline of uh, Austin versus uh, the Undertaker, which was announced on on this show. Uh, so we've got that to look forward to. Uh, but uh, thank you, guys. I really do appreciate you coming on this journey with me. It really means the world. Um, Tanner, where can uh, people? find you on the socials uh you can find me on twitter at texas gentleman underscore uh well you can come talk to me or you can not talk to me it's fine it's whatever you can tag, <laughs> tag me in the videos i'm just uh i'm existing on the internet um but you can also find the links to all of my content including this wonderful show uh a change in attitude as well as uh headlock talk which uh, i am recording uh my, my little uh headlock talk retirement tour uh as of right now and uh just you know uh getting all those episodes sorted uh, which has been a lot of fun uh, and uh, you can also find uh, me, uh, as well as Mags, uh, doing a show with uh, the magnificent Matt Willis uh, for Radio Techers, where uh, we're currently we're watching 
the Euros. And Mags is going to be watching, uh, I believe you're watching England versus Scotland with Matt and uh, uh, Grant. Correct. Ooh, that's going to be a, a spicy meatball. Mm, <laughs> even though the Italians aren't involved. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. I don't know. It's, I, I haven't drank coffee yet, unlike these these two here. So forgive me, everybody. Um, but yeah, that's that's all of my stuff. And Aura, please rescue Tanner. Where can we find you? Uh, and where, where especially can we find you streaming Football Manager? Oh, I, uh, first of all, I will not be streaming Football Manager. <laughs> first of all, it's it's a nice thought, but I just... The only thing that makes it entertaining is you guys and Matt Willis. Honestly, that's the only reason I watch... European football, I'll say it that way. So, uh, you can, God, you can, you just completely threw me off. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, we're not recording in the mornings anymore. This is the only one. You you, you asked her to come and save me, and yet you pushed her off the cliff, Max. Right? Save me. (laughs) Fly, Ori, fly. You can find me on Twitter at Oriona75. That's O-R-I-O-N-A-7-5. You can also find me under the same username on TikTok. You can find me on Twitch Mondays and Friday evenings at 8 p.m. at Oriona7. That's O-R-I-O-N-A-7. I am looking for new games to play, so if you have some suggestions, please throw those out to me. Unless they are Football Manager, that will not happen. Um, FIFA 21. FIFA 21. <laughs> No. <laughs> nice try. Nothing football related. Not even American football. I, I no no sports. I'm a looter shooter type person. Let me shoot and blow things up, and that's where I'm happy. So I, I mean, I've played some uh, Phasmophobia. I've been suggested to play Dead by Daylight. I'm a giant chicken, so I don't know that that would go over well unless you hear want to hear me scream like every five minutes. So. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Brilliant. Uh, can't wait for those football manager streams on uh, oh, on your Twitch God. channel. Um, mm. You can follow me on Twitter at Podfather Mags uh, and definitely follow this show at ACRA Podcast. And you can also actually send us uh, an email and, and give us your feedback at a Change in Attitude Podcast at gmail.com and we've had we've actually had some really cool feedback from uh from uh the 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 listeners on twitter uh guys like steve or um scottish juggalo uh ricky and clav and and sar powell of all uh let us know that they're they're really enjoying the show and actually really watching along with us which is which is so cool uh to to get those feedback and get their opinions uh we really do appreciate it and yeah we're with we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for, for taking this show uh, and, and following the journey of us. So, yeah, we really do appreciate that. Um, but, guys, uh, that's another Raw in the books. Uh, join us again next week, same time, uh, for the 29th of July, 1996 Raw. Uh, but we are out of here. And remember to always use your head.
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.